Light that spark fire nation, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1519 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week, and I am dropping value bombs daily on Snapchat and Instagram. It is the only direct mentoring that I do, Fire Nation, and it's the best way to start your day. So get on over to John Lee Dumas on either one of those channels. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Tamara Kleinberg. Tamara, are you prepared to ignite? Oh my gosh, I am so on fire. I think I'm already sweating. Yes. So how's that for starting it? <laughs> T is the founder of Launch Street, where innovators go to create standout success, and the Shook. Dot com, the testing ground for the world's coolest new ideas. She's an authority on waking people up to their ability to innovate and then launching ideas that stand out in this crowded marketplace. T, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, so I have 20 plus years in innovation. You know, I started my career by working with Fortune 500 companies like, you know, Procter and Gamble, General Mills, Clorox, creating new products. So if you walk down the aisles of Target, you'll pass brands and products that I help them bring to market. And now I'm fortunate enough that companies like Disney and Rico and Otterbox, if they're looking to up their innovation game and foster a culture of innovation, they'll call me. I've built multi-million dollar consulting firms, launched businesses of my own. I've learned from my successes and I think also most importantly, my failures. I talk a little bit about that in one of my TED Talks. Uh, it's the, the goal of my work to be the catalyst to unleash a million innovators into this oversaturated, crazy world that we're in. And let's see, on a personal note, in my ideal day, I'd get up, I'd drink a ton of coffee, I would do CrossFit, <laughs> and then I would binge watch Netflix and HBO all day. Give and- us one show that you would binge watch within those. Oh my God. Well, the fall just started. Have you seen the fall? Oh, I've heard about it though. Let's just say I might've lost a few hours yesterday. (laughs) You you weren't preparing for this EO fire interview all day yesterday. Shame on you. In between my prep, Netflix and I had a little bit of some time together. Uh, You know, and so the last thing I'll say is that I've I've got two crazy boys and John, you know what? If you want to see innovation, thinking Mm. differently about getting what you want in action, watch an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old come together to negotiate a new game. (laughs) for their phone. It is, they are masterful. I lose every time. Wow. I love all of that. So funny. So cool. And T, kind of break this down for us right now. I mean, you've shared a lot. What would you say in just a couple sentences, Max, like what is your area of expertise? Yeah, my area of expertise is helping people unleash their innovation. So unleashing what I would consider their best asset, which is their innovative mind. So whether that they're an entrepreneur trying to get, you know, traction in the marketplace and stand out or intrapreneur, so people within organizations trying to do things a little differently. Um, my goal, and I'd say my area of expertise is getting them to unleash that so they can get to all those goals. Okay, so within that, within the innovation, yeah. what's something that we as entrepreneurs, all of the listeners here today, what's something that we need to know that we probably don't? I think we have this myth and this thing that we're working against that where we think that the real barriers to success are time. You know, if only I had more money, if only I had more, I could, you know, get more of, the, of what I want done or even the competition who's out there, you know, kind of going for the same customer. And what I found is that actually not, it's not true. The real barrier to success is indifference. And we spend so much of our limited energy on being, you know, better than the competition or figuring out how to save a buck when the real battle that we should be fighting is that indifference in the marketplace. Our customers are overwhelmed, they're distracted, they're indifferent. And if we fight that battle of indifference and stand out, 
we'll have more time and we won't need more money because the stuff that we're doing will actually work and we will smoke the competition. I love all of these words, smoke, flame, on fire, ignites, because Fire Nation, the real barrier to success is indifference. Make sure that you are absorbing that phrase in your mind. And T, what is something that you used to believe recently, you know, within the last six months, that you just don't believe anymore? I mean, you talk about innovation. That's things that are changing, happening quickly. What's something that you used to really believe in that you just don't? I used to think that the best idea one. You know, it was, you know, it, it didn't matter kind of what it was, but oh my God, if it was good and it was out there, like obviously, right? I mean, haven't, haven't you had that moment where you're like, this is so good. Why yeah, aren't people buying it? The cream rises it? to the top every time. <laughs> right. Of course. So, and what I've experienced, and I think we've seen in the marketplace time and time again, is it's really not the best idea that wins. It's the ones who can actually communicate their idea best. And, you know, that innovation in particular, when you're trying to do something different and stand out, it has its own, its own rhythm, its own language of innovation. And it's something I've, I've had to craft over my years. And if you can learn the language of innovation, you can get to those results that you're looking for. It's, it's, the idea is one part of it, but it's about the traction of your idea. That's where the success happens. The traction of your idea. T, let's go back into your journey as an entrepreneur and take us to what you consider the worst entrepreneurial moment to date. That moment in time, T, start the story there and tell us that story. All right, just, John, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and get this awesome mental image that's about to happen for you. So it's the tiny little hallway in my old 1938, you know, house basement. And I've got this pile of t-shirts. It's 3,856 t-shirts high. (laughs) And in fact, it is so high that I can't even get to my laundry room. And it has gotten so bad that I have to go buy underwear at Target because I can't get to any of my laundry (laughs) that's on the other side. So it's, you know, early in the morning and I'm sitting on the top of this pile of shirts and my sweatpants and my curly hair is just, you know, it hasn't been done in one too many days. And I'm looking down at my phone on my, at my bank account and it says negative 20 cents because mm. I had burned through $15,885.43 with zero to show for it. So I'm, even, I'm sitting down there and I'm slumped over on top of this pile of shirts. And my boys, who are, I think about three and seven at the time, they come downstairs to see if I can find them clothing for school. I'm not kidding you. They came down, turned the corner, stopped, said nothing, turned around, went back upstairs. <laughs> and I heard them say to my husband, no, we can't find mom. I don't, I don't know where she is. Like it was so bad, right? <laughs> so I roll off this pile of shirts, kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you roll down the grass hill, yeah. like that's just kind of how I was like, gunk, all the way down to the floor. And that was my rock bottom. But you know what? Here's the, here's the honest part about it. It wasn't the money, like the money's tough, but in fairness, like as entrepreneurs, we, we have, low bank accounts all the time. Like it's part of putting, being all in and going forward and, you know, kind of outsourcing. And so I don't believe that, you know, not having money is the low point. I think if you really dig, and this is what I experienced that day, the low point for me was I felt like a failure. I felt like a fraud. I was afraid to leave my house because if I left my house and someone like my neighbor or a colleague from how my doing? old job, yeah, oh, How's it going? my God, right? Like, what if they said, how are you doing? What would I respond? Like, how would I respond? It would be horrible. I, I don't want that question. So I was afraid to leave my house that day. Like, I was just, I was totally just distraught. And, you know, I was like someone had taken a big Sharpie and written failure mm. on my head. It was so bad. So that was my, it took me a couple of days to, you know, 
be willing to leave the house. So where do you go from there? I mean, what lessons looking back now, here we are, you know, in late 2016, do you take away from that moment that you can share with our listeners, offer some advice, some lessons learned, some, some hope? I had made one fundamental mistake um, that I think a lot of us make. I had focused all my energy on building an innovative product, but not an innovative business. And it's a distinction I don't think we talk enough about. We glorify the, you know, the inventing, the creating part. It's so glamorous, but it's not about the ideas, right? We talked about that. It's about the traction of the ideas. And being an entrepreneur, regardless of it's a product or service, doesn't matter, whatever you're doing, and I'm sure you know this better than anyone, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And innovation needs to be layered across everything we do, our marketing, our sales, our distribution, our pitches, how we deliver our offer, everything. It goes back to that battle against indifference and having a killer offer just isn't enough anymore. If you build it, they will not come. You've got to go and be in market with an innovative business. And, you know, if you think about it, John, like what are some of the brands that you or businesses that you absolutely love and adore? Because I'm guessing they're ones that shake things up a little bit. Uber, Airbnb, Netflix. See, there you go. The marketplace, actually, we we reward innovation. We open up our wallets to innovation, to disruption. We love it. And we as entrepreneurs need to be bold enough to do that. And we can't stop innovation of the product. It has to be in everything. T, let's tell another story of your journey. This one being what you consider one of your greatest aha moments. And of course, you've had a lot of these moments, but which one do you think is going to resonate with our listeners? Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. I've had a lot of, this to me was a lot of little light bulbs that went off that finally came together that were just, they became so bright, they were almost hard for me to ignore. So I always looked at my best assets as what I built in my business, my offerings. I think a lot of us do. My yeah. keynotes, the shook, my inventions, your podcast, like all of those things is what we look at and say, these are our assets. These are what we, this is what we've built. Um, and that is all great to a certain point, but kind of the light bulb went off and I realized I was actually ignoring my greatest asset, which is my community. And once I realized this, everything opened up. So when I realized it wasn't just about me, it was, and my 20 years of experience and my connections and like all that is great, but it was really about my community. And I shifted my thinking. And instead of thinking of myself as a, just a thought leader, I started to realize that what I am actually is a curator. And that's when the real momentum began. And, and granted, it wasn't an overnight shift. You know, as entrepreneurs, we have a lot wrapped up in our egos, you know, and we kind of have to have thick skin to go out and do what we do and be a little bit confident. <laughs> it's like, so that's, it's good to some point, but it wasn't really at the end of the day, all about me. And when I flipped this into building a community and yes, bringing that innovation and that curated content and ideas to the community, but also letting them engage and have a voice and bringing their expertise. That's when I finally hit that also elusive hockey stick. I've never understood that phrase, by the way. It boggles my mind because a hockey stick goes to the floor. But I get what it means. <laughs> so, you know, that's when I hit that hockey stick growth. So these, you know, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs have this place on Launch Street and they're innovating and they're achieving these great results. It's, I kind of look at it as like it's a block party with a bouncy castle and a barbecue all the time. <laughs> Well, I love all of that, especially what you said about the curator part. I think it's yeah. so important, Fire Nation, that you're looking within yourself and saying, like, you know, what am I doing as a curator? What am I doing as a content producer? And, and really thinking how that is resonating with your audience. And, you know, your audience, again, they can very likely be indifferent unless you make them not indifferent by, you know, being someone who is innovating, by doing things like those companies that we mentioned. Now, what do you want, T, the one takeaway for Fire Nation to walk away with from your story? 
from this story, I'd say you have to be willing to open up and be vulnerable. Um, it's really, you know, like I said, with our egos, we're really wrapped up in all the things that we know and that we do and, you know, that we bring to the table. And that is important to a point. But if you're really willing to kind of uh, open up the kimono and be vulnerable and bring your community in, I think you'll shift from this one-way conversation, which is what I was doing in the past. I'm the expert, you're the customer, to being this community. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. People out there now, part of overcoming indifference is creating a two-way communication, a voice, not just you know being the, the blowhard out there. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, you can say blowhard. <laughs> I will not take that off the air. It's uh, yeah, it's not one of those seven words I think that you can't say on EO Fire. <laughs> but T, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? I think professionally, I'm really proud of my community, both internally and um, you know my team, the team that I built around me that work for me, as well as the community out there. I think it's so great. What what makes me fired up about them is they are keeping me on my toes, and I am learning from them too. They just they're forcing me to up my game, and that is really cool. And I just I just have to share personally because it happened this morning. Yeah. Um, I hit a personal record in my clean and jerk this week. So I lifted, I know, I was so excited, 132 pounds off the ground, onto my shoulders, over my head. And that's not... That's like a person. (laughs) I lifted a man up over my head. Um, You know, I know that's not a lot for for compared to some of the other CrossFit athletes. Compare and despair, first and foremost. That's right. Good point. And, you know, I'm turning 44 in 11 days. So this is the strongest I've ever been. And I think it takes a lot of energy to be an entrepreneur. So, yay, well, congratulations, but I'm going to kind of harp on you for a second there because you did compare I yourself. Did. And that's, this is something that I really do say a lot on EO Fire because it's so important. So I want to say it again, Fire Nation, compare and despair. There's always going to be people that you can compare yourself to that have more money, that are stronger, that are better looking, that fill in any blank that you want always. So why would you ever do that? The one person that you should compare yourself to, the one person is you yesterday. So T, if you hit a personal best today, you're comparing yourself to you yesterday, you win, girl. You, you know what? You, you speak the truth, Thank John. You. I got I, just slap, accept, <laughs> slap in the face accepted. Boom. So speaking of slap in the face information, we got some unbelievable value bombs coming up in the lightning round Fire Nation. So don't you go anywhere. Let's thank our sponsors. If you're a marketer focused on helping local businesses, then one of the most high pressure situations you'll find yourself in is being able to show them results. It's a terrible feeling when you've worked so hard only to find yourself and your clients let down. That's why I'm excited to share a free training with you from my friend Billy Jean, where he's going to show you the best performing Facebook and Instagram ads created by his very own agency. Billy Jean has worked with some of the largest franchises in the world and has spent millions of dollars figuring out exactly what what works and what doesn't work. From dentists to personal trainers to chiropractors to real estate agents, he's helped them all and he's going to show you exactly how he gets them results. Visit deliverroi.com to sign up for this free training. That's deliverroi.com. I'm terrible when it comes to design, which is why it's the first thing I'll delegate to someone else who knows what they're doing. But it's not always easy to find qualified designers. Sound familiar? 
If so, I have just the place for you, Design Crowd. Design Crowd helps startups and small businesses crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web designs from designers around the world. All you have to do is start by posting a brief that describes the design you need. Then Design Crowd will invite its 500,000 designers to respond. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All this left to do is pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. T, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm standing on the top of the tallest tree. I am totally ready. <laughs> what was holding you back from being... Actually, I got to step back. I'm picturing you even holding a lightning rod <laughs> on top of that tallest tree right there. Perfect. That's how excited you are. I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? So this one's kind of funny given the slap in the face I just got. But you know, I've climbed the corporate ladder and I've been an entrepreneur. And I used to compare myself to the marketplace narrative out there, which tells you that being the entrepreneur is, you know, you're young, you're hip, you get millions in investment overnight, you're glamorous, you wear skinny jeans and a plaid shirt. <laughs> and you know, I would look at them and I would look at me and be like, I'm not, I don't look like the cover of Fast Company. I don't, I don't get it. And then you know, like you said, shame on me. I realized, first of all, why am I comparing? Yeah. And because it holds you back. And second, it takes all kinds. All kinds. All kinds. And there's been some people on the cover of uh, Inc. and Fast Company that I would not have made the cover of Glamour or uh, those That's other right. magazines. They come cool. in all kinds. What is the best advice, T, you've ever received? Well, one of my most cherished mentors told me early on, invest a lot in yourself. He said, if you look around at the entrepreneurs that truly make it, they invest in themselves personally and professionally. And thanks to him, I allocate a portion of my revenues every month to personal growth. You know, and he, he told me, never be myopic about spending money on only things that you think are going to get you that one next sale. He said, it's a personal growth that has paid off for him the most. I, I think he's absolutely right. So I try to model that. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Well, <laughs> I've always lived with this delusion that the rules don't apply to me. And, <laughs> you know, to be clear, John, I know that there are rules and they apply to all of you, but they just don't apply to me. And I've always believed this. So, you know, every time I see a brick wall, I'm not thinking, oh, no, how do I get over that wall? I'm thinking, well, how do I go around it? Or wait a minute, you know what? It's not even for me. So I'm just going to walk around it and pretend like it didn't exist. <laughs> Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? So my favorite of all favorite right now, and I think you've heard of it, is Focus at Will. It's the best. It is pinned on my Chrome browser all day, every day. I listen to it. I interviewed the founder of it. I love that so much. His yeah, name Will. is Will. Um, it's a great company. I love it. Scientifically proven to get you in that state of flow. And every time I listen to it, first of all, it keeps me from binge watching. So bonus <laughs> there. And second, you know, I, not only am I more productive, which is great, but I'm actually more creative in the work mm. that I'm doing, which is, I, I think, equally important. T, one book and why? You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Mm. I love it. In fact, what I do, I have the audiobook. So I just pick a track randomly and I play it almost every morning while I'm getting ready. And I just, it's a great reminder of tapping into your to your inner strength and your flow. And you know, John, I'm just going to add one thing to sure. this. I think it's so important to grow your library 
And I would expand on that and say that I also think it's important to stalk people in real life who are, who are just killing it out there. I don't want to wait for them to put pen to paper. I want to stalk those people, reverse engineer what they're doing, and see how I can apply it to my world. So I'm always out there reading, and then I'm also watching people and how they do things. Nice ad. And T, we started on fire. Let's end on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so my piece of guidance also includes uh, a free gift for Fire Nation, if that's okay. Sure. Cool. So as we talked about, it's not always the best idea that wins. It's the one that speaks the language of innovation. And if you change your language, you change your outcomes. So I thought about what would be of huge value for Fire Nation. So I put together the language of innovation method package. Because you know what? It is no fun when no one is listening or buying your ideas. And that, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, like we've said, trying to get traction or an entrepreneur, trying to make innovation, no traction, no sales, it just feels like wasted time and energy. So I put together this package that includes a language of innovation. It's got video and audio and some downloads and all this other stuff. And my hope is that the listeners will take advantage of it so that they can get that buy-in from those key decision makers and outperform the competition without working yourself into the ground. So important. And, you know, make more of what they want faster. So if you go to go to launchstreet.com slash fire, you can get free access to it because I want you to change your language so that you can change your outcomes. Change your language, change your outcome. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with TK and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Tamara in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, go directly to go to launchstreet.com slash fire. Did I get that right, T? You totally got it right. Go to launchstreet.com slash fire for that killer gift from T to you. And T, I do want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, back at you. It was fantastic. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with T today. And if you are ready to knock over that domino and start your chain reaction of awesome, check out thefreedomjournal.com and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Join Billy Jean on his free training as he shows you the best performing Facebook and Instagram ads that he uses to get his clients results. Visit deliverroi.com.